0: Has it ever happened with you, the person whom you're talking to, they just, they cut you off and they start talking? Yeah? How does it feel? Does it ever happen that you're talking, you're telling your friend about something, you're trying to prove your point, and then what happens? The other person, they cut you off, and they start talking. Ignoring what you're saying. Not listening to you at all. How do you feel? Annoyed. Annoyed. Disrespected. Isn't it so? So what about the kalam of Allah? If that is being recited, is it not necessary that we stop and listen? Tell me. Is it not necessary? It is. So if we talk while the Qur'an is being recited, is that okay? Is it? I'm talking to all of you. Everybody over here, tell me. Is it okay that if the Qur'an is being recited and we start talking at that time? What does that show? Extreme, extreme disrespect to the book of Allah. And this is something that does not befit those who want the book of Allah in their hearts. If we want to understand the kalam of Allah, if we want to practice it, if we want it to become a part of our lives, then we better show respect to the book of Allah. And I'm very, very serious. It's been a year and a half and alhamdulillah we have studied a lot of the Qur'an and by now we should be showing respect to the book of Allah. And the basic respect is that when it is being recited, listen and not speak at that time and not joke at that time. Everything that we need to discuss now can be delayed, now can be put off for a little while. So can we make this commitment insha'Allah? Can we please make this commitment? Insha'Allah. Because remember, this ilm that we're learning, the book of Allah, this is sacred knowledge. This is not ordinary knowledge. If you go to study science and math and geography, it might be easier to learn that. The Qur'an, why is it that when we start studying, when we start learning, we get so sleepy? Or we just don't understand. We read and we read, but we cannot memorize. Why? Because the book of Allah is granted. Granted by who? By Allah. To who? To those who deserve it. It cannot be taken. You have to make yourself worthy of it. You have to prove that you want it. You have to prove that you will take care of it. So if we do not show respect then we cannot receive the book of Allah. It will strike our ears, but it will bounce back. It will enter our minds, but it will disappear. And you are spending a lot of time. You have made a commitment here. Value yourself, value your time. Allah has brought you here. May bihi Khayran, Whoever Allah wishes good for, He grants him the understanding of the religion. So if Allah has intended good for you, brought you here, let's show ourselves worthy of it. Let's prove ourselves deserving of this huge favor. And it begins with respect. So can we please do this now? Can we? Inshallah. What are we going to do? When the Qur'an is recited, We're going to listen attentively. Whatever we're saying, we're going to be quiet. The Prophet ﷺ would be amongst his family members, sitting with his family members. As soon as the adhan would be pronounced, the call to prayer was made, Allah was mentioned, he would become like a stranger. He would become like a stranger. What does that mean? That he would stop everything he was doing and disconnect from the people and go to Allah, go to worship Him. Likewise, we could be in the middle of some conversation. But when the Qur'an is recited, then we need to become strangers to the people who are around us. Stop halfway. Stop in the middle of your sentence. Stop in the middle of your word. But stop. Nothing else is as important as the book of Allah when the book of Allah is being recited. Okay, inshallah. Is that clear is this a commitment inshallah that we're going to make is it yeah or no okay good okay lesson number 65 surah an-nisa ayah number 135 to 147 ya ayyuhalladhina amanu o you who have believed koonu qawamin bilqisti be persistently standing firm in justice شُهَدَاءَ لِلَّهِ Witnesses for Allah. وَلَوْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوِ الْوَالِدَيْنِ وَالْأَقْرَبِينَ Even if it is against yourself or your parents or your close relatives. But still be fair. Be just. Stand for justice. Suratul nisa is also known as Adl, adl وَالرَّحْمَةِ The Surah of Justice and Mercy. Why? Because in it Many commands are given through which justice is established. And what is justice by the way? That those who deserve something, they should be given it. So an orphan deserves his property. So what is justice? That he is given his property. A woman deserves her mahr. So what is justice? That she is granted her mahr. It is obligatory upon the man that he gives her the mahr. So in this surah, we have learned Many, many commands which essentially establish justice. In every relationship, for every deserving person, whether man or woman, whatever their role is, as parents, as children, as spouses, as siblings, whether orphan or widow, whether wife or co-wife, whoever, every single person is granted his or her right, deserving share in the surah. So what does this teach us? that justice is something that is essential in every relationship, in every situation. And the thing is that where people are related to one another, where people are dealing with one another, whether it is an intimate relationship, a close one or a distant one, whether it is a temporary one or a permanent one, whatever kind of relationship or dealing it is, what will happen? There will be times when people will have differences. There will be times when there will be disputes and arguments. Isn't it so? For example, husband and wife. When they get married, do they get married with the intention of fighting and arguing for the rest of their lives? No. The two people when they get married, do they get married with the intention of not giving one another their rights? No. Two people when they get married, they want to make a family, they want to have love, they want to show mercy. This is what they intend. But what happens soon after? disagreements. Why? Because people think differently. Isn't it so? Every person has been given a mind, and every person has gone through different experiences in life that has shaped them differently. So as a result, one thing is viewed at differently by two individuals. So as a result, there are disputes, there are differences. Whether it is in business, or it is in family matters, In different relationships, there will always be differences in arguments. So at this time, what should be done? What does Allah say? Allah commands all of the believers over here to stand for justice, meaning establish justice. Stand up for the truth, be just, be fair, when people differ amongst themselves. When there is a dispute, then be fair and just and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses who ya ayyuhalladhina amanu All you who have believed inshallah are we of the believers yeah inshallah we are so this means that this command is also for us what does allah say kunu all of you should be every single believer no matter what your position your role your status is in the society in the family whoever you are what is necessary? That you have to be قَوَّامِينَ بِالْقِسْطِ You have to be persistently standing firm in justice. This word قَوَّامِينَ is a plural of قَوَّام. Have we done this word before? Of course, no woman can forget this word. right? So قَوَّام is what? From قَامَة, قَافْ وَأُمِيمُ قيام is to stand. And remember that this form قَوَّام, the grammatical form قَوَّام what does that show it shows repetition of the action that the one is doing comma constantly again and again and what does comma mean to stand to establish so qawam the one who repeatedly stands for persistently stands for so much so that it becomes a characteristic of the individual like the man is always supposed to be looking after maintaining who the family correct there is no situation in which he is exempt. Unless there is a, like we learned earlier, that the wife, she agrees to for the purpose of sulh. Okay? So that's a different situation. But generally, the husband, is he ever exempt from looking after the family? Never. So it is his characteristic. It defines him. So all of you be qawwamin, constantly, persistently standing, greatly upholding, maintaining utmost. What bil justice? Constantly stand up for justice. Always speak out the truth. Always side with that which is right. With that which is true. Now the word that is used for justice here is al qist. What is qist? We translate it as justice, but there has to be some deeper meaning to it. Now remember that everything and everyone deserves something. Isn't it so? There are five members of a family. Two are parents, three are children. Amongst the children, one is a boy, one is a girl, and one is another boy who is younger. Depending on the ages, okay? depending on the role, depending on the different situations that people are in of that family, do they not have certain rights? Do they not have certain rights? Yes, they do. For example, one son, the older one, is going to university. For example, the youngest one is at home. So the parents are supporting the one who is in university, paying his tuition, for example. They're giving him hundreds and hundreds of dollars every month. The youngest one, they're not giving him. Why? Why aren't they giving the youngest one any money every month? Why? Because he doesn't need it. Correct? Likewise, the father has different rights. The mother has different rights. Now qist is to give every deserving person the right that they deserve. What qist? To give someone their due, their right. How? Fully and completely. Fully and completely. What does it mean by this fully and completely? That nothing at all is reduced from their rights. So for example, if the mother deserves respect, then what is qist? That she is spoken to with respect, she is dealt with with respect, in every situation that the child is dealing with the mother, he is showing respect. So this means that if the mother wants a glass of water, you go and get it. You don't say, mom, why don't you go get it yourself? Is that qist No. Is that giving them their right? Not at all. Okay? So qist is to give someone their due fully and completely. And remember that it gives the sense of avoiding injustice. Avoiding zulm. When you're trying to stay away from zulm, when you're trying to avoid injustice, then what happens? You exaggerate in establishing justice. Is that so? When you want to stay away from injustice, then what do you do? you try your best to be fair. For example, a person has two children. Okay? A person has two children. And both are very little. So he kisses one child. But he wants to be very fair. So what will he do? He will quickly go and kiss the other child as well. Why? Because he doesn't want to be unfair okay you give a gift to your mother but then you feel like oh i didn't give a gift to my dad i should also give it to him right why do you give a gift to him because you want to stay away from any kind of injustice this is what qist is so remember that the difference between qist and adl is that qist is subjustice which is done in a very clear and apparent manner you give a kiss to one child and immediately you kiss the other as well Okay, you bring a glass of water that is full to one parent and you bring a glass of water that is also full to the other parent. And you feel bad if it's even a little bit less. So then you go and fill it up so that it is equal. This is what qist is. So it is to be just in a very clear manner, in a very obvious manner. So that if anyone sees it, they're like, yeah, this is fairness. This is justice. That if he kissed one child, he kissed the other one too. Okay? If he gave candy to one, he gave it to the other one too. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? كُنُوا bil qist Be fair and just. Stand up for justice. Always, persistently, constantly, be fair and let it be very obvious and clear. So be just in which situation? Every situation. Whether it is a matter of giving a gift to a child, which is why we learned that once a person gave a gift to his one child and his wife said that you should give to the other one too. When the Prophet was asked, then he also said the same thing, that be fair amongst your children. Okay, So be fair in every situation, in every matter. And this means that when you see injustice, when you see unfairness, then what do you do? You speak up against it. You try to stop it. So, kunu قَوَّمِينَ bilqist. So that if you see a co-worker being treated unfairly, then what do you do? You say, none of my business? Not my problem? At least I'm not being treated in that manner? Is this what kunu bil bilqist means? No, it means you stand up. Speak up for justice. Say that this is not right, that this is unfair. And who is being told over here? Those who believe. But unfortunately, we have become known as people who are unfair, who are biased, right? who show favor to some people and ignore others. Isn't it so? Whether it is in the family, or it is in the workplace, or it is amongst the neighbors, those whom we like, we side with them we always care about them. And those whom we do not like, we don't even care about them. This is so much so, that if a parent is happy with one child, they will give that child everything. Just because he's a boy. And if there happens to be a girl, then what will they do? They will not give her anything? They will eliminate her share of inheritance? Treat her as if she's a burden on them? Is this justice? Not at all. This is not justice. So, كُونُوا قَوَّامِينَ qist Be upholders, maintainers of justice in all situations. Likewise, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to treatment of in-laws, then what happens? Huh? That there could be two girls in one house. One is a daughter and one is the daughter-in-law. Both could be of the same age or similar age. The daughter-in-law even has children or she has school to go to. But what happens? She is expected to cook and clean and work in the house and the daughter is exempted. Why? Oh, she's going to get married and then she has a whole life to work. So let her be free right now and let her enjoy the house of her parents. Is this fairness? This is not fairness. It happens in some cultures. Likewise, they may not be living in the same house. The daughter-in-law might be living in her own house. And the daughter may be living in her own house. But what happens? When something going on in the family, then the daughter-in-law is expected to show up, to always be there, to host the guests, to entertain everybody. And the daughter, oh, she's too busy, she's too busy. Really, she's too busy. Is that so? Why is that the daughter-in-law, her work or her studies are ignored? So unfortunately, such injustice is very, very common in our households, in our workplaces, in our community centers, in our masajid even. What does Allah say? كُونُوا قَوَّامِينَ بِالْقِسْطِ Be maintainers of justice, be upholders of justice. Not of your desires, not of your own personal likes and dislikes, but of justice. كُونُوا قَوَّامِينَ بِالْقِسْطِ Shuhada lillah meaning be witnesses for the sake of Allah. Shuhada plural of Shahid. Who is Shahid? One who testifies. So if there is a matter of dispute and a person is brought to give testimony, to testify in favor of or against someone, so when he is testifying, when he is appearing in court with his testimony, he should do so for whose sake? Lillahi For the sake of Allah. What does this mean? If a person is going to testify for the sake of Allah, what does it mean? He wants to do it in order to please Allah. And if he wants to please Allah with his testimony, then he has to speak the truth. And he has to be fair and just. But if a person is going to give the testimony for the sake of his friend, or for the sake of benefiting himself, then there is a great chance that that testimony will not be true. It will not be accurate. Does it happen? It happens. Even in family problems, right? Like for example, the parents don't get along with their son. They always get along with their daughter. Okay? And then what happens? The son, he is accused of something. Or he is blamed for not doing something. So what happens? The daughter feels that, yeah, this is the time where I can prove myself to be really, really good and I can prove him to be the worst person ever so that he is not given anything and I'm given everything. So what does she say? Yeah, yeah, I saw him doing that. Whereas she never saw him doing that. She doesn't speak the truth. Why? Because she's not doing it for the sake of Allah. She's doing it for the sake of satisfying her parents, for the sake of satisfying herself. What does Allah say? Be shuhada lillah. Be witnesses for the sake of Allah. So when you give testimony, do so in order to please Allah. Do so out of His fear that He knows the truth. So I better utter the truth. Don't do so in order to impress or please people. False testimony. Why is it ever given? Out of fear of people. Isn't it? Think about it. Different court cases. Why is false testimony ever given? To please people or out of fear of people. But Allah says, shuhadaa Even if, Even if this justice, this truth, it goes against yourself. What does it mean by this? It goes against yourself. That, When you're upholding justice, you're going to suffer. When you're testifying the truth, when you're giving true testimony, you're going to suffer. Whereas if you were to utter something false, you would be at a great advantage. But Allah says, No, still uphold the truth, even if it is against yourself. Awil walidain, Your own parents. Meaning your testimony would mean that your parents would be proven guilty. Even in that situation you have to speak for the truth. Well Akrabbeen and the close relatives Akrabeen plural of Akrab the close relatives. Now what happens? Many times we see injustice. Right? We know what the reality is, but still we do not speak up. Why? Because we are afraid our parents will get offended. What will the community say? Isn't it so? It is the fear of displeasing people. It is the fear of dishonoring the community which makes us speak that which is false. Which makes us side with injustice. But what does Allah say? Even if it goes against yourself, your own parents, your own close community members. Still, you have to speak up for the truth. If he is rich, who is rich? The person whom you are testifying against or testifying for. Okay. أو Or poor. Who? The person whom you are testifying for or against. Okay, the people who are the disputants, basically. So إِنَّكُن غَنِيًّا أَوْ فَقِيرًا فَاللَّهُ أَوْلَى بِهِمَا. Remember that Allah is more worthy of both. What is aula from ya? Aula, closer. Aula, the one who is closer. Who is wali? A close friend. So aula, closer. So whether the person is rich or poor, the accused or the disputants, whoever they are whether they are rich or poor, remember that Allah is closer to them. Closer to them than who? Than you. Because what happens is that sometimes we don't speak up the truth, we don't uphold justice. Why? Because we want favor of the rich. Or we feel pity for the poor. We see a poor person doing something wrong and we hide their crime. And instead, we blame the rich person. Does it happen? Sometimes it happens. Why? Out of pity for the poor. But what does Allah say? That He is closer to the poor person than you are. Meaning, that He is more merciful to him than you are. He is more sincere to that poor person than you are. Because what prevents people from justice? Either pity, or seeking favor of others. Isn't it so? But what does Allah say? Let this pity not stop you, and let the seeking others' favor not stop you. Because remember, Allah likes those individuals more than you. He is more concerned about their well-being than you. You are not more merciful than Allah. You are not more fair and just than Allah. Allah is more just, He is more merciful. So you have to disregard the social status, the financial status, of the person who is guilty, who is wrong, and instead you have to stand up for the truth. You have to stand up for the truth. <inaudible> Another meaning of أَوْلَى <inaudible> bihima is that Allah is more deserving. Allah is more deserving. Deserving than who? Than the poor person. Than the rich person. What does it mean? That... If you think about it, a poor person, what does he deserve? Help, pity, aid, support. A rich person, what does he deserve? Respect, that his honor is never harmed, is never injured, that his image is never destroyed, right? But Allah is more deserving that we don't dishonor Him, that we obey Him, that we show respect to Him. That we are concerned about His rights. We are very concerned about the rights of the poor. But we should be more concerned about the rights of Allah. So when Allah has told you to be fair, then be fair in every situation. Therefore, فَلَا الْهَوَى So do not follow the desire. Do not follow the desire. What is this desire referring to? Your wish. To incline towards one person even though they are wrong, even though they don't deserve that support. Don't follow this desire. Why? And lest you be unfair. Ta'adilu. this is not from Adl, rather it is from the Masl Rudul. And Udul from the same root dan Lam, but Udul means to deviate, to turn aside, to stray from. So do not follow the desire because if you will do so, then you will stray from. From what? From the truth. You will deviate from that which is correct. So don't follow the desire. Why? Because desire prevents a person from justice. Desire prevents a person from justice. For example, love. Is it a desire? Is it a desire? Yes. Okay. So you love your sister. Okay? But you know that she is guilty. She is wrong in what she's doing. And when she is held responsible for it, you say, no, 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 no. She's not wrong. She did this because of this and this reason. She is innocent because of this and this reason. So your love for your sister is making you commit injustice. Correct? Is that so? Okay. Likewise, hate. Is hate a desire? Yeah. It's a state of the heart, right? And desires are in the heart. So, hate, does it prevent a person from justice? A lot. For example, a person hates their... Who? Come on, give me relevant examples. Who do people generally hate? Neighbor? Not really. We were so indifferent to our neighbors. Huh? Huh? Okay, mother-in-law. Anybody else? Okay, cousins, maybe an aunt, maybe an uncle. And this hate is for a reason sometimes. Okay, that maybe they've been unfair. Alright, maybe they have been very rude. Maybe they have done something that has really hurt you. So as a result, you just have this hatred in your heart. By the way, don't accept that hatred. Get rid of it. Okay, but anyway, this hatred, does this prevent a person from being just? Always. Always. That whenever something goes wrong, what happens? Them. It's because of them. Even their presence will be a reason. Right? You will say, Oh, because she was here, I got so nervous. And as a result, I got, you know, I said such and such. Hmm? Because they are here. This is why such and such is happening. They bring ayn. Whenever they see me, my children, my house, my family members, they give us ayn, evil eye. Right Or they have some jinn with them or something. They do sihr. Correct? This is what people assume all the time. Hate leads to false accusation, which is injustice. So this is why Allah says, فَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا الْهَوَىٰ أن تَعْدِلُوا Don't follow the desire because then you will be unfair. Whenever you are siding with someone, or whenever you are siding against someone, Always question yourself. Why am I siding with them? Just because they're my brother? Just because they're my sister? Just because they're my child? Just because they're my this or they're my that? Is that the reason? It should not be the reason. It should not be the reason. We should side with the one who is upon the truth. And we should be against the one who is upon the falsehood, who is upon that which is wrong, who is guilty. Don't side with your desires. Don't follow your desire. That before siding with any one party, always hear out what both have to say. Always look at the situation, and then decide what you're gonna do. So, فَلَا تَتَّبِعُ الْهَوَىٰ أَن وَإِن تَلْوُ And if you distort, لَا وَا لَوَىٰ What does it mean? To bend, to flex, to turn. Okay? They twist their tongues with the book. What does it mean that they mispronounce the words? They distort the words. So what entailu if you distort distort what your testimony that you have to testify and you distort your testimony, right? So the words are not pronounced clearly and thus misunderstood. The testimony is distorted. Or you turn away. You refuse to give the testimony. You go in hiding. You were the only person who saw, who witnessed, but you go in hiding. Or you refuse to testify. If you distort or you refuse, Then indeed Allah can abimat He is ever aware of whatever that you do. In al Baqarah, we learned earlier, yaktumha fa qalbu. The one who conceals the testimony who saw, who witnessed, who knows what happened, but still he conceals that testimony, then he is sinful in his heart. Such a person has committed sin. The Prophet ﷺ said, the best witness is he who discloses his testimony before being asked to do so. Meaning he speaks the truth, he lets it be known before he is asked to do so. Before he is forced to come to court and testify. He says the truth. From the very beginning, He says the truth. So, what are the main lessons that we learn in this ayah? Let's summarize. It's a long verse, many lessons. Starting from the beginning, what do we learn? Raise your hands. Yes? That all believers must stand up for justice. In what situations? Every situation, every place. Whether you're living in a Muslim country or a non-Muslim country, because unfortunately, when we're living in a non-Muslim country, we exempt ourselves of all Islamic laws. We say, "Oh, we're so we don't have to follow the commands over here." But this is not the case. You have to uphold justice even over here. So if you see a Muslim committing a crime, then you can't say, "Oh, but they're Muslim. They're guilty. They're guilty." When we give testimony, then testify for the sake of Allah alone. For the sake of Allah, will ensure that you speak the truth. And you do it out of His fear, to earn His pleasure. So you speak that which is accurate, according to reality. What else do we learn in this verse? Somebody from here? What comes after shuhada alillah? That don't... Testify for or against someone and as a result you are distorting the testimony based on the social or financial status of someone. Before that, there's one more lesson that we learn. That be fair and just, speak out the truth, even if you're going to suffer. Even if your parents will suffer. Even if your close relatives will suffer. Be fair and just no matter what. Remember that hadith in which a woman committed theft, right? And the punishment was to be established on her. The punishment was to be given. But because she was of a high social class, the people requested the Prophet to please excuse her and give some other punishment. What did he say? That even if my own daughter Fatima was to commit theft, I would execute the same punishment upon her. So it doesn't matter who it is. If they're wrong, they are wrong. What else do we learn? Don't think that you're more just or you're more fair than Allah. Allah is more just, He is more fair, He is more merciful. What comes after that? فَاللَّهُ بهما. That be concerned about Allah's rights. فَلَا الْهَوَىٰ What do we learn from this? Desire, Prevents a person from justice. So whenever we are deciding a matter, inclining towards one or the other, then question yourself, why? Is it because I like them? Is it because there is a favor? Is it because there is an advantage that I'm going to get from this? Yes. I was just thinking how a lot of the times, even when you do get into a fight with siblings, you say, okay, fine, I will tell you know mom this or I'll tell dad this, but what's in it for me? Yes. What do I get? And yes. based on that, you, know, you side by the older one or the younger one. Yeah. Or that, you, know, you better not tell them that I did this and I, I won't tell them that you did this. Right? Or that chocolate bar, you give it to me and, I'll, and it'll be as if nothing happened. Right? So, no. No matter what you gain, no matter what you suffer, still, Stand up for justice, and then what do we learn? Do not distort the testimony. Do not turn away from testifying because Allah knows. I think it's worth mentioning that when you're standing up for justice or giving a witness statement or whatever it is, um, your intention should not be to harm the person that you're witnessing against and do it like maliciously yes. with the intention to, you know, make them look bad or whatever or exaggerate. Take against revenge. Them as well. So basically, your personal feelings should not come in the way. Never. Your personal likes or dislikes should never ever come in the way. If they're coming in the way, then you're not doing it for Allah. You're doing it for yourself. Let's listen to the recitation, then we'll continue. ولو على أنفسكم أو الوالدين والأقربين إن يكن غنيا أو فقيرا فالله أولى بهما فلا تتبعوا الهوى أن تعدلوا وإن تلغون so this verse, what does it teach us about the importance of justice? And it describes very clearly what justice is. And if you go into the depths of it, there is many, many lessons to be learned. Which is why we see that today at Harvard Law School, this verse is written on a wall. Did you know that? This verse is written on a wall at Harvard Law School. Why? Because this verse speaks about what justice is, what fairness is. It teaches us what it is to be fair. Yes. Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum. I my just want to share a story uh, what happened this week. One of the, uh, my country sister, she came to Canada. Her children brought her. Her daughter brought her. So we hear she went shelter and she calling her daughter police and she caused her daughter trouble. And we were so, you know, sad. And and the way we hear everything, like her fault. So we said, let's go to the shelter. We went shelter. And then when we talked to her, it was a different story than we heard. She was crying, and she said, they, like they said, we brought you here to take care of our children and to clean the house. You know, the money we spend on you, we could, you know, put it for down payment and this and that. And I was shocked. Like, we have to hear from both sides. We can't just judge because we hear from one side. Yes, very true. And what kind of justice is this, that a mother is brought, and she's told that, oh, we spent so much money on you, So now you have to cook and clean for us and be like a maid at the house. Is this the kind of respect that a mother deserves? And if she calls for help, she is accused?